So the IRS plans to hire more agents for high-dollar cases to keep wealthiest filers accountable. Now, what's kind of funny about this is that like they're trying to like go really hard on like the wealthy individuals like in the nation and whatnot kind of stuff, and they're planning on hiring a whole bunch of new agents, right? So they're going to spend a whole bunch of money to go and do this. But the funny thing is, is like they're trying to go after people who have really good lawyers that know the tax code in and out that allow them to work within the law to find loopholes, tax deductions, etc., where legally they could spend very little to no taxes. So, like, as an example, let's say that a company, like, let's say that I owned a company that made, like, 100K in a year, right? Like, let's just say that. Well, what I could do depending on how that company is legally structured, I could pay myself as an employee at like 50K per year, right? But then basically use that pretty much almost like a tax write-off for the company. Now, again, I'm not a tax expert, but I'm just saying you could do something similar to this. And then like, so there's 50K basically left over for the company. So then that 50K gets taxed at a different rate than the 50K that I paid to me. Right, as an employee, but I have the ownership of both of them. So instead of getting taxed at 100K at a much higher tax bracket, I'm now really only taxed at 50K, but then also with the company, I'm taxed at a lower rate, but also I could pretty much spend all of that money to invest into the company. So technically speaking, I could pretty much pay almost like no taxes, right? So it's, it's a very tricky situation because like it really depends on like how you have your stuff structured how good your accountant is like and again like normal people normal people who are just employed by an employer they don't really have these options available to them but if you own your own business or if you're an extremely wealthy individual a lot of your money if you're an extremely like let's say that you are like in inheritor of like a billion dollars, right? That billion dollars probably isn't actually in your name, it's probably in a trust that ends up paying your bills. So technically speaking, you could be someone who's actually not even making any income, or if you do make income, it's just like dividends from the investments of that trust. So you could be making like a million dollars a year from those dividends from that trust of the investments and pay pretty much no taxes compared to someone making like 60, 70, 80K a year, right? Like, it gets pretty complicated and crazy when you really think about it. To me, I feel like the whole tax system could just be so simplified by just doing a flat tax, but not allow any loopholes. Like, you can't do, like, these tax write-offs or, you know, backwards, like, investing, like, in terms of like, you know, investing to the, doing like a backdoor Roth IRA if you make too much money, etc. Like, there's so many things that you could just go and do to pay less taxes, but if you just had it a flat tax, no loopholes, no tax write-offs, okay? And also, it'd just be a, so much simpler for literally every single person that has to pay taxes. So the 
IRS announced it will start targeting thousands of uber-wealthy tax cheats and make them pony up hundreds of millions of dollars in the coming months. The federal agency said it plans to aggressively hunt down 1,600 millionaires and 75 large business partnerships that routinely cut corners on their taxes. If you pay your taxes on time, it should be particularly frustrating when you see that wealthy filers are not, IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel said. Each of the millionaire tax dodgers that the IRS set its sights on owes a minimum of at least $250,000 each in back taxes, while the partnerships have assets of roughly $10 billion on average. The IRS is planning to hire an undisclosed number of revenue agents to focus on the high-end collection cases so that the new initiative can start rolling in October this year. The crackdown represents the next phase of an offensive pursuit that the Biden administration launched earlier this summer and July, and the IRS said it collected $38 million in delinquent taxes from more than 175 high-income taxpayers in the span of a few months. Now, also, what's kind of funny, too, what some people could do, definitely don't recommend this, but depending on how expensive the fees are for, like, late filing and whatnot, because typically, like, let's say you own, like, a business, you're supposed to be doing, like, quarterlies, right? But depending on how expensive those fees are for not doing it, like not doing the quarterly payments, it actually might make more sense for you to not do the quarterlies, but actually pay just a fee at the end of the year, because maybe you have all that money invested into something that actually makes more money than how much the fees cost. So in some cases, that might actually work out too, because I've seen someone literally do that, where they made way more money compared to what the fee would have been, so they just didn't even bother doing their quarterlies and then just paid a huge fee later on, like at the end of the year. But still, like it didn't bother them at all just because they made so much more money by not having to pay the quarterlies. But they mainly did it not really to save money or whatever, but a lot of their money was tied up. But still, it's just like, it's crazy what people will do or can do. According to Werfeld, the initiative is being propelled by a massive boost in federal funding from the Inflation Reduction Act, which aims to generate tax revenue for the nation. The agency is also being added by artificial intelligence tools that can detect tax cheating tactics that might be indiscernible to the human eye. New tools are helping us see patterns and trends that we could not see before, and as a result, we have higher confidence on where to look and find where large partnerships are shielding income, Werfel said. A team of academic economists and IRS researchers in 2021 found that the top 1% of U.S. income earners failed to report more than 20% of their earnings to the IRS. And with additional support and funding, the IRS will continue to hunt larger and wealthier tax dodgers in the coming years. As part of the initiative, the agency promised that citizens earning less than 400k a year will not see an increase in their audit rates. This new compliance push makes good on the promise of the Inflation Reduction Act to ensure the IRS holds our wealthiest filers accountable to pay the full amount of what they owe, said Werfel. And the years of underfunding that predated the Inflation Reduction Act led to the lowest audit rate of wealthy fathers in our history. But again, here's the thing. A lot of these wealthy father filers, why, right, 
right? Well, I did not even say that right. They're going to, like, do everything that they can legally can to not pay as much taxes. Because just think of it like this, right? As, like, in, like, a common sense way, right? If you're someone who earns a dollar, do you really want to be giving, like, 60% of that dollar, like, 60 cents of that dollar to the government that funds things that you have no interest in them funding, right? So, for example, let's say that you are anti-war, right? Would you be okay with your money that you earned going to the Ukraine war? Probably not. So, what do you do? You're going to do everything that you can, legally speaking, to not pay as much taxes, so not more of your money is going to the Ukraine war, but a lot less of your money is going to that. So it's just something to really, really think about. And, like, and again, you got to keep in mind, too, a lot of these wealthy individuals that they're trying to go after, they have very good lawyers that really understand the tax code. They have very good accountants. They have specific tax lawyers, typically, after like a certain income level. But not only that, like, you also got to think about it a different way too, right? If you're like a billionaire, right, you don't even have to technically take an income ever, like literally ever, because what they could do, let's say that you're a billionaire of Apple, like you own so many shares of Apple, or let's just use... Elon Musk as like an example with Tesla and all that kind of stuff, right? That's probably the best example because he actually does this. Elon Musk owns so much shares of Tesla that what he has done is take loans off of the assets that he owns, aka Tesla stock, to go and reinvest that into other companies or a lifestyle or to buy property etc. Right? Like, he doesn't actually have to physically take an income, so technically speaking, he could just file that he had no income and that, in fact, he's, like, in the hole, like, negative speaking, in terms of, like, income to, like, the tune of, like, 20 million, 100 million, a billion dollars, right? Like, you don't pay taxes on debt, right? So, if you take out a loan on something. So for example, let's say that you bought a house in cash, it's worth a million dollars, right? But you take out a loan on that home for 80% of its worth, right? Like you refinance out of it. To like cash out refinance is typically what it's called. So now you got $800,000 in cash that you can control but it's all debt. You don't pay taxes on that. So even though you pulled out $800,000 from your home worth a million dollars, that isn't seen in the tax code as income. It's viewed as debt because you literally took debt onto yourself. So you could technically bring in $800,000 in a year, but it not be actual income. So that gets into like a really like, you know, 
weird financial like tomfoolery that a lot of people would do once they get to a, like a certain income level because one of the best ways to basically have infinite money in a way to like basically survive on like a lifestyle of like infinite spending in a way is to own so many assets that you never sell any of those assets but you have the ability to take money or take value out of that asset while still owning it to go and reinvest other things. Now, personally, I wouldn't do that. I really want people to stay out of debt, like get out of debt, stay out of debt, just because it's safer and a lot less stressful. But people do that. Like people will like buy something in cash, pull money out of it to go then buy something else. And now they got two things instead of one. So it's, it gets really tricky. But if you're a wealthy individual, you could just literally do that for a few years, literally take no income until the tax code gets changed by like a new administration. So I just find it like funny that they're spending so much money for like new tax agents when that's not really going to be doing anything. 